Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on vSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is our number two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Fun first hour. We had Brian Broaddus on, host at 105.3 The Fan down in Dallas. Also former NFL scout. Been in Benny Buildings. Was a scout for the Packers, the Eagles, the Cowboys. He's, he's been yeah. around. Jaguars. Yeah, Jaguars, been, yeah. Around, Pro- been around some Benny good past. coaches too. Was with yeah. Tom Coughlin, Bill Parcells. Up mm-hmm. in Green Bay with Mike Holmgren, Ron Wolf. So he's had a pretty good damn career. Yeah, had a really good career. Uh, we had Matthew Friedman on also, director Who's of content. Had a good career. I mean, Pros. he's winning all these derbies, winning all these mock drafts. I, hey, told you. Where would you put your mock, mock draft, draft trophy if you won one? Oh, God. I mean, if I was would doing a Skype a interview, it would be right behind me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I might too. Yeah, I yeah. think I would too. You got to have that thing right behind you. Like, you know how all the journalists have like all their Emmys behind them? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the mock draft. I, I love right the there. books behind too. Yeah, the strategic books that no one's read. Yeah. <laughs> 10,000 Hours by Malcolm Gladwell, yeah. right behind me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we had a lot of fun in the first hour. Hour number two, though, we're going to have some more fun. 30 minutes from now, Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director over at the Borgata, will join us. We'll talk Huge some Joel NBA. Embiid so. fan, too. He is a big Embiid fan. We'll ask him. Maybe this was a shadow suspension. Yeah, he for was Joel shocked Embiid. by this. He was shocked by this. He, he never saw Embiid getting hurt. He never thought it would happen. Yeah. yeah. He's, like uh, most of the Philadelphia Sixer fans, they didn't. He's, it was he's just the NBA's Iron Man. So uh, we'll talk to TG. I'm going to watch it here today. Are you going to watch it here at Circuit? I am. Okay. Stadium swim or here in the book? No, I'm going to do it right here in the book because I've got to do something with Derek Stevens around 12 o'clock. So Mm. might as well just sit here and take it all in like a fan. You might as well. Might as well. You going to play some some, some wagers? Bet on your guys? No, I don't bet. I don't play slot. I don't do anything in the gambling. I just watch, you know, and complain. That's what I do really well when I watch the 76ers. I watch and complain. I complain about Doc. I complain about substitute. I complain about everything. Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, because I give you grief about your Sixers fandom. I'm, I'm the same way with the Cowboys. Yeah, you I mean, know, you just to if you're me, a fan, if, that's how you are. If you're a fan, you're constantly looking at how are we going to lose this game? What are we doing? You know, yeah. and th- there's a lot of that when you when you're a Sixer fan because you know we have lived through an existence of some really bad decisions trade wise. Uh, draft pick wise, and then game result wise. I haven't won since eighty two, eighty three. I mean, think about it. It's been a long, long time. It's a long now. time. Long time since uh, Fo 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 with Moses Malone and the crew there in one Julius loss Island. to Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So we'll see if the Sixers can uh, complete the sweep later on. I never complained time. about that team. I can tell you that right now. I never complained about that team. I love that. Was, that that was a fun time. I was that that era was fun. Dr. Mm-hmm. J, Andrew, Tony, Moses. I loved Moses. That was mm-hmm. to me. I loved that team. Yeah. I don't love this team for a lot of reasons. You loathe this team. Yeah, is the way we'll put it. Um, but to kick off hour number two. Let's do some draft superlatives. This yeah. was really cool. This was the idea of our producer, Elliot Bowman, here. And he wanted to do, like, the superlatives. Yeah. Like, you have an extra yearbook. You know, I'm yeah, sure you're most likely to succeed Michael Lombardi. No, Lombardi's. I was not. No, I was <laughs> in your, not. In your class. <laughs> most likely to go to a military academy. That's And that's what I did. So, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> we have these draft superlatives. Most likely to trade up into the top five. Most likely to trade out of the top ten. Most likely to be traded on draft night, which veteran player. Then we also have most likely to make the biggest impact their rookie season. Most likely to be the biggest follower on draft night most likely to be the biggest riser on draft night so let's start with the most likely team to trade into the top five michael lombardi that team is who i I debated this and i've heard tennessee would move down from i think their 12th position they would like to move down but i just get the sense that they want to maybe move up i mean if there's going to be one team that moves up and the reason i picked tennessee was because ryan Tannehill is 27 million dollars in paragraph five And when you have a player with that much paragraph five, that gives you a lot of flexibility in your cap. You could cut them, you know, and pick up 27 million, assuming the acceleration, you have to go through that, make it a June one, or you could redo them or you could do something. So to me, them leaving him at that large paragraph five number tells me that they may do something on the quarterback. And I think if they could move up, I don't think anybody, like I would have said Tampa here, but I felt like Tampa's so far behind to get to three, I think it would be really challenging for them to do that. And they're so bad on the cap, and they've got – really, they're in a major reconstruction in Tampa, major reconstruction. And so they're not just a quarterback away. And, is, and my sense of it is, is what quarterback would you be willing to put all your chips in the middle of the table for? So that's why I kept them out, and I thought Tennessee was at least close enough to where it wasn't going to be a prohibitive price. You brought up Tampa a few times now, and I haven't yet to have the opportunity to give you a follow-up question, and I want to ask it here. Have they really done any of the homework on the quarterbacks? I haven't, oh, yeah. I haven't heard anything about them bringing in guys for visits. No, well, I, I don't know if they brought them in, but they've done their homework. I mean, mm-hmm. they're doing their homework. They're, they, you can't have Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask looking on your pro board as your starting quarterbacks and say, I don't, I'm, 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 I'm content, I'm full. Can, like, <laughs> right the you haven't even business. gone to the buffet line. You can't be full, right? Like, you, there's a lot more to do here. So I think they're doing all their homework. But, you know, they're sitting there at 19. How do you get to three? That's going to cost you next year's one plus a lot more. Mm-hmm. That's a really ex- – are you willing to do that for an unknown? I mean, if you're willing to do that, why wouldn't you just sign Lamar Jackson? If you're willing to do that, why wouldn't you just go give up 19 and then give up next year's one and sign Lamar and have a legitimate quarterback? Like, why – if you're willing to do that, why wouldn't you just sign Lamar? Yeah. You sign Lamar, that, you that's the fit. question we're going to ask on draft day. Mm-hmm. If anybody moves up and gives next year's one up for the move up, why wouldn't you just sign Lamar? Especially, why would yeah. you not? Why would you not take a proven commodity over an unproven commodity? Now I understand the salary cap, and you not you can't win a title without a quarterback. With a quarterback, I get all that. Got to be on a rookie contract. I understand all that. That's yeah. the rhetoric that's going around. You can't draft running backs in the top ten, or even okay. though you, you know you're better off having Keenan Allen at receiver than Eckler. I get all that, right? I understand all that. But to me, logic. Why would I not do that? Why would I give up next year's one? when I can give up next year's one and this year's one, and I have a proven player. Mm-hmm. 
Real quick, who do you think Tennessee would target if they moved up? I would guess C.J. Stroud. But I, I think we're, I think this this uh, testing on Stroud is, is really going to be affecting him because the one thing they'll tell you about the testing is that it never predicts if it's good, that it's going to be good, but it always predicts when it's bad, it's going to be bad. Yeah, fair enough. Most likely team to trade out of the top 10. I think the Cardinals have a for sale sign, big, wide, and, and, and they're there. I think they would love to get more picks. They need so much. I mean, I think it's going to be a hard job for Jonathan Gannon. And he hasn't gotten off to a great start with the way he lied about the Philadelphia media mm -hmm. and they called him out on it and they caught him lying. You know, nothing that he said in the press conference was true. So that's not really – you lose credibility as a leader with that. And so this team's bad. I mean, they, the, the Cardinals could go anywhere. They could pick an offensive lineman. They could pick a defensive lineman. They could pick anything to help their team. This is a, not a very good team. I think it's a pretty straightforward draft for the Cardinals. Just set the board. Whoever the highest player that's available on the board, take them. Like yeah. they, they need everything. They need everything. They need everything. And they need a quarterback, too. I see you trying to slip that in there. Yeah, I'm not going to entertain it. Okay. <laughs> most likely team or most likely veteran to be traded on draft night. Well, it makes sense for Rodgers. To me, again, I want to know what I'm getting if I'm trading Aaron Rodgers. I want to know that if I got the 13th pick and I'm Green Bay, I'm going to get Broderick Jones for Aaron Rodgers. Okay? I want to know that. I want to be able mm -hmm. to – remember, every trade is a player-for-player player trade. We talk about it as a draft pick. But it's a, it eventually becomes a player for player. And so I want to know that. So for me, if I'm, if I'm Mark Murphy, who's controlling this, not Gutekis, if I'm Mark Murphy, I want to know what I'm getting. And then I think the other one is Hopkins, because I think they want to get rid of Hopkins. I think they want to try to get rid of him. I mean, not to the degree of really, do you realize that what the Rams did to get rid of Allen Robinson? Yeah. They flopped sevenths. They didn't get like an outright seventh. They flopped in the seventh round. So basically, they gave them away and, and paid $10 million. Think about how Think about that. If I would have done that in, in Oakland with Al Davis, I, the office would have been locked. I, I would have been able to get in the building. Hopkins doesn't want to pay a raise is what he tweeted out. Well, as I well. understand that. So that's why I put him in there. That If he's yeah. true to that term, then maybe, the, the, maybe there's a market for him out there. Maybe he does get traded. What's his value? If Jalen Ramsey went for a three, what's Hopkins' value? I'm not sure. I mean, he's, I think he still has something left in the tank, but not for, not for long. Though. Well, I think he has. Look, the one thing about Hopkins is he's been covered his entire career. Yeah. He's never been open, but he catches everything. He mm -hmm. has truly never been open, but he's a remarkable hand-eye coordination athlete, and he's got great body control, which are two of the things receivers must have to be great. And that's what he can do better than anybody. And he can score touchdowns because he catches the ball in really weird positions on the field and he can go get it away from the defensive back. The most likely rookie to make the biggest impact in their first season. I, I think it's Bryce Young because he's going to a decent team. He's not going to an expansion team. I mean, we have this notion that Carolina is an expansion team. They're not. They're good. I mean, they had a chance to make the playoffs even after the coaching change last year. This is, a, this is not a bad team. They're not devoid of talent. They're good, and this kid will make them much better. He'll protect the football. He'll make quick throws. He'll get the ball out. Do they need receivers? Sure. They can run the ball. I'm, I'm laughing because of the graphic that we have, which is phenomenal by our crew putting that together. But Bryson looks perfect with the, with the yearbook photo and yeah, the headshot, the he suit does. and the tie yeah. and everything. Just put that would in you, the yearbook. You would sign his yearbook. 
<laughs> yeah, I'd sign his yearbook. Have a great summer, Bryce. <laughs> yeah. uh, most likely to be the biggest faller on draft night. I'm going to go Will Levis because I think Ooh. there's so much. If, if the Colts don't take him at four, who does? Houston at 12, maybe? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. You know, I mean, I think. But if you pass fall, it two, why would you take it at twelve? Well, you pass it at two because you you don't have them graded high enough. You can't take them at two. That's what people don't want to get through their heads. You have to grade the player high enough to take him at that spot. That that and clearly Kyler Murray was graded above Nick Bosa. That's why they took him. Now it's wrong. He's you know. Let me ask you this: mm-hmm. if they if the Cardinals called the 49ers and said we'll trade you Kyler Murray for Nick Bosa, what do you think the 49ers are going to say? You got the wrong number. Thank you. Most likely to be the biggest riser on draft night. I think Witherspoon, the corner from uh, Illinois, I think he's tackle, he's tough, he can cover. I think he does everything you want, and he covers. A lot of these guys you talk about, oh, you watch Joey Porter on tape, I'm still waiting to him cover somebody. He's physical, though. <laughs> Let's play GM translator on the other side. This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. 
and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Our buddy Thomas Gable will be joining us in 15 minutes. Race and Sportsbook Director over at the Borgata as we talk all things NBA and what else he's got going on behind the head. Well, maybe we'll ask him about the big fight that's going on here in Vegas. There's a big fight tonight, yeah, right? Yeah, big, 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 big fight. So uh, we'll see if uh, yeah, I wish boxing was bigger. You know, I, I, I was – when I my first got my first job here at UNLV, uh, the Holmes-Cooney fight was over at Caesars, and we all worked security as employees. It was incredible. No, that, you know, it was such a the, – the, the vibe – I mean, obviously, the Vegas was a different town back in mm -hmm. 1982 or whatever it was. It was years – it was, just, you know, many moons ago. But it was that, that, that heavyweight championship fight was always something that was spectacular. We kind of lost that a little bit. Yeah, it'll be Davis and Garcia coming up a little bit later on. Davis right now minus 225 over at BetMGM. Garcia plus 200. So a pretty competitive fight is what we're expecting later on this evening. Always love a fight weekend here. Will you watch it as a pay-per-view? I believe it's pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe I'll be watching it, just to be quite honest. Thank you. Um, you know, yeah, I hey, agree. Honesty is the best That's the problem policy. with boxing. Nobody's watching. Uh, and it's not, it's not even that I don't like the sport. It's just that I don't trust myself to stay awake. So oh, I, I yeah. don't want to pay for something yeah. to fall asleep. Yeah, there's no question. They <laughs> yeah. start so damn late. It's, it's too late, man. Sorry. It's just way too late. And we got the show that we got. You know, got to wake up early. Yeah, this is an early wake-up call. It yeah, is. It man. is. No joke out here on the West Coast, buddy. Um, let's play a little GM translator. Okay. Before we get into it, I want to ask you this, because every time during the draft process, we get the anonymous quotes from either the scouts, executives, general managers, coaches. What would happen if one of these – anonymous sources ever put their name on one of these quotes like they, is that an immediate would, they probably would get fired i was gonna say is that immediate termination yeah probably because like why would you give away your team is paying you to give information to get information mm -hmm. it's priority so they're paying you and now you're giving it away mm -hmm. so the club owns it you know so when you work for a team all your notes and all your things that you do within the computer mm -hmm. the club owns those you don't own those you're not an independent contractor so you're giving away information. It would be no different than, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, work for one company and then share information with everybody yeah. else. I mean, it, it, vi it violates everything that you believe in. That's why we have these anonymous quotes. I mean, like people just want to read what they have to say about a player. And when these scouts, executives, coaches, when they give these anonymous quotes to the media members, is this also kind of a all right, I'll give you this, but you give me something else on what you're hearing as well. Well, yeah, but the problem is when you're trying to get information from these writers, they're, it's so unreliable, mm -hmm. you know, and you don't really know what you're getting. Evaluate the evaluator. There's very few that really are wired in. As Chris Ballard said, there, there's so much about everybody's lying. And, but when you get like what Bob McGinn did with that testing, I think Bob McGinn has always been very good on the draft. Bob again has had a lot of scouts for, for whatever reason when he worked for the Milwaukee Review Journal. Uh, I think it was Market Milwaukee Review mm -hmm. Journal. Uh, he's always been able to tie into the draft. He's done a great job on the draft. Well, let's go down and talk about these quarterbacks. Here's what the anonymous scouts had to say. This is from NFL Network's Tom Pelissero. He wrote the article. He gathered the information. He's talked to the coaches, the executives, the anonymous scouts about these five quarterbacks. And here's what he they had to say an NFC executive about Bryce Young, who we presume will be the number one overall pick. Quote, if you're going for the best combination of route anticipation slash accuracy, you're going Bryce Young. I always put accuracy and anticipation ahead of arm strength. 
and Young's got the best combination of the two in the last several drafts. You're just getting it in at a 5-10 frame. What does that look like over a 17-game season? He could be an offensive coordinator right now, said another NFC executive. He's that calm, that mature, that special. Yeah, I think this has been the, the reality of Bryce Young since people that understand how to evaluate the quarterback position. That's why, to me, there never was a debate between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. You could never watch the tape and come away with this is close. You could mm-hmm. never say they're both 69 players. You could never do that. Clearly, one player is better than the other. That's what, that's what evaluations are all about. And the way he is described here is exactly what you see on tape. And again, if he were 6'2", he would be a Chicago Bear, and you would have tears running down your face because the Justin Fields world would have ended. <laughs> it would be over. It it's would be tears be com- of joy this fall, buddy. No, it would be over. <laughs> you would be in tears. Because he's not 6'2", is the only hesitation anybody has. Well, Justin Fields, an Ohio State quarterback. Let's go to another Ohio State quarterback now. And this one, this could be a little bit spicier, about C.J. Stroud from an anonymous NFC executive. Quote, the questions are going to be transitioning from that offense because guys have had trouble adjusting from what they asked them to do at Ohio State to what we asked them to do. He's basically been given driving a Cadillac. He's got three first-round wide receivers. He's got two first-round tackles. When he's got space and time to throw, he carves people up, and he's ridiculous. When things have gotten tight, he hasn't played as free. Pelissero also noted, and here's where it gets spicy, quote, several scouts repeated the same early reports, concerns about selfishness, his relationships with teammates, and others around the building, overall leadership traits. Yeah, we've heard that. I mean, we've heard that, and that's out there. You know, and people on Twitter can defend them and deny it, but nobody's talking to the, the people on Twitter aren't talking to these people. Is it unfair that that criticism is public? Sure, it's unfair, mm-hmm. but that's the draft. That's the draft. That's why we love the draft. And so, you know, that's why I've said this. Of all the, to me, this is a one-quarterback draft. Let's make no mistake about it. It's a one-quarterback draft. You can make it four. You can make it five. But every one of the ones other than Bryce Young, and including Bryce Young because of height, it's a one-quarterback draft. And if you have guys up there to draft as early as two, three, or four, you're inflating the grade. And the other thing is, for all the people that want to criticize Houston for not taking Stroud, you know, you, you're not, you've done no homework, zero, zero, maybe less than zero, on the character of the human being that you're bringing into your office, that you're asking, he's going to be the poster child for the team. He's going to be, when you draft a quarterback in the first round, that's your guy. That's your guy. He's got to lead the team. He's got to lead the organization. He's he's the face of the franchise. And if you mess that up, you're not going to be lucky like Ryan Pace and get two shots at it. Mm. Nobody's been as lucky as Ryan Pace. Or Steve Kime. Or Steve Kime. I want to ask you this because I come from the school of everything that's put out there in the media, there's a reason behind it. The stuff that's been coming out about Stroud, it's out there for a reason. And in my thought, I say, who does this benefit? Uh, it's is there really enough, not is there out there else? for a reason. I think it, if it, it, it's out there because that's what people are saying. There's different – the, you've got you you to break it down, right? Mm-hmm. This, is not, this is not so he slides. This is what people are saying. 
Now, you know, if I, every, but, but we know that it's lying season, though. Is everybody always honest and, and transparent? Uh, I think in these situations, this is truly when you put anonymous on it, it is be, it becomes a little bit more what people are saying. Okay. I mean, this is what I'm hearing. And I'm not talking to I'm not talking to anybody in the news media. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking to people in buildings that have scouted. And, you know, and this is the problem. Look, it would be easy if Stroud had all these things going for him, then he would be the second overall pick and there'd be no concerns. But there are. And I know nobody on Twitter wants to hear about concerns and you're being impolite and you're not being fair. This is what it is. This is what, you know, this is what has been said there. Is it true? Sometimes it's not true. Sometimes you draft a player that the team, the, the school doesn't like and you get a great player. Sometimes you say, well, they got that kid right. But you're talking about a significant investment. You're not talking about taking the kid in the fourth round. You're talking mm-hmm. about a significant investment here. Here's what they had to say about Anthony Richardson. This from an AFC executive, and this is a hilarious quote. Quote, it's probably the hardest eval I've ever done because 13 bleeping starts and six wins, and he looks like a bleeping pass rusher, runs 4-4, and he has some instinctive bleep on tape. And the AFC executive said, quote, Accuracy can be up and down. Decision-making can be up and down, but he's got plays where he avoids pressure, steps up, makes a nice throw, just instinctive plays. Yeah, I mean, look, this is who he is. And colorful quote there. Yeah, they are colorful. <laughs> but, the, you know, Parcells used to want – he had like a criteria for quarterbacks. And what Brian Broaddus said in the earlier segment about, I want guys who started games, mm-hmm. he, he was trained by Parcells because of that. That's I want to watch a guy play. I want to watch him play more than one play than – to me, this is the problem with Richardson. Is there's just not enough data. You're guessing. You really are guessing. And if you want to guess that he's going to be great, you're citing athleticism. If you want to guess that he's not going to be great, you're citing he's got no. He hasn't done it, mm-hmm. and it's going to be hard for him. I just think to me is I love the athlete. I don't love the quarterback. It really is a how do you see it? Like glass half full, glass half empty. But the Richardson. history tells us that this never works. Mm. I mean, it's. I mean, you could fair. say history tells us five, ten never works. History tells us guys who are one-year starters who are who basically didn't play well in college don't come in the NFL and play great. Trubisky, Sanchez. Did he? Did, do you think Trubisky played? No, I'm saying that those are guys that were one-year starters. I mean, that, yeah. look look at their careers. Well, don't take the one-year player and look forward. Take the one-year player and look back. Let's look forward to Thomas Gable next here on the Lombardi. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our vcin.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top vcin experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which vcin expert has the hot hand. For vcin pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a vcin pro subscriber today. Sign up now for only $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi. We're hanging out here at the Circa Resort and Casino and joining us now as he does each and every Saturday morning, it's our buddy Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director over at the Borgata TG. Hope all is well. Thank you for joining us once again here this morning. We were talking about it to start the show here. Joel Embiid out 
for the Philadelphia 76ers today against the Brooklyn Nets as they try to complete the sweep. The line now sitting at Philadelphia laying one and a half over at BetMGM. 209 and a half is our total here. How are the betters uh, attacking this game? And, and what do you make of this? Does Philly uh, bring out the brooms out in Brooklyn today? Yeah, I know. He could have knocked Michael over with a feather when uh, Embiid was uh, ruled out for, for, game, for this game. So, did I did I predict uh, it or not, TG? I mean, we know. No, that is true. Yeah. I mean, we I could just see his body language <laughs> on the court. I didn't need the MRI to tell me he was going to miss the next game. I think they wasted five thousand dollars getting him an MRI. I mean, yeah, knew he wasn't going to play, you know, and so. To me, I, I fully anticipated this. So, are, are, are people buying into uh, this this team without him? Well, uh, you saw the, the line move four points here after Embiid was ruled out, and you know we talked about the key things for the Sixers going into the series, and that was get out of the series in four or five games, which obviously they're in good position to do that, and get out without suffering any injuries and have your health intact. Well, now Embiid's out for at least this game, and. I don't, I don't think there's really any rush to bring him back for this series. You know, you saw the intensity level and the, the chirpiness go up there in game three. Uh, and you want everyone to be as healthy as possible going into a series with Boston. And I know Boston lost last night, but listen, the sky is not falling there in that series. Believe me, Atlanta may have been able to steal a game, but, uh, you know, do not think for a second that uh, Boston is losing any sleep over uh, dropping a game in that series. I think they're, I think they're going to be just fine. So, um, you know, Philly, again, the key thing for them is making sure that they're as healthy as they could possibly be uh, to, to face the Celtics. Now, what we're seeing here is you, you are seeing uh, uh, Philly uh, backers here on the money line. Um, not going to lay the two points. Uh, so you're getting some Philly money line money, but uh, you know, the Nets aren't getting ignored either. They, they, we are taking some, uh, some money. I think people are thinking, Hey, this could be the, uh, this could be the opportunity here that the Nets need to at least steal a game. Again, nobody is uh, getting fooled here and think that the Nets are going to get back into this series, but uh, this is a chance maybe for them to, to steal one game. Yeah, I, I agree on the Boston thing. I think, you know, it's you can win a game. You can't win four. And tonight for Philly, today, this morning for Philly, they're going to have to – I don't know if – I tried to look online. I haven't seen what the master, Doc Rivers, has decided to do with the starting lineup. Have you, TG? I mean, is he going with Paul Reed, or is he going to dig deep and go to Harrell and then bring Reed off the bench like he likes to do? No, I haven't seen that either yet. Um, I you know, I would hope that it would be Reed, but we'll, we'll we'll see what Doc decides to do. Yeah. How about, let's talk about the Clippers. You know, we know Kawhi's not playing, no Paul George. Seven and a half to the yeah. Suns. Are you getting any action on the on this Clippers with the seven, as a seven and a half point dog at home? Yeah, we actually are getting some here, uh, taking the seven and a half. It's, you know, in the series, you know, it, wasn't, it turned dramatically after the Kawhi Leonard injury. And, even Ty Lue admitted how deflating it was for the Clippers. And they knew going in that they wouldn't have Paul George for the series. So it's understandable that without the two of them, you know, they're fighting an uphill battle against Phoenix and they, they know it. Uh, you know, Norman Powell stepped up and scored 42 points. Uh, Westbrook scored 30 with 12 assists and eight rebounds. Also had six turnovers though. Um, it, there's just, it's quite the disparity also at the foul line in, in game three. Suns, I think shot 46 free throws, Clippers 25. So 
the Suns just have too much firepower here. I, I certainly don't trust Westbrook. Uh, Defending-wise, uh, defensively, the, the Clippers will have enough today. They, they need to hope that Leonard gets back, but Phoenix, uh, they can pretty much apply a chokehold today on the series. We're speaking with Thomas Gable, racing sportsbook director over at the Borgata. TG, the game later on this evening between Milwaukee and Miami. Right now, I'm seeing the Bucks five-point favorites, total of 220. We still don't know if Giannis Atetokounmpo is going to play in this game. If he does play, where does that line go? Well, right now, you're seeing the, this number anywhere from uh, four and a half to five. Uh, I would say if Giannis uh, suddenly gets ruled in, you're going to see this go to probably nine, nine and a half at that point. Um, but again, I, I think the Bucks showed in game two just how good of a team they are without Giannis. You know, seven players scored in double digits, led, led by Lopez. Uh, but the, the Bucks, much like the Grizzlies did in their game two against the Lakers, they showed they can survive without their star player. Uh, you know, and the Bucks, they're the favorite to win the title for a reason. We we can't forget about the effect of losing Tyler Hero for the Heat and his 20 points per game. Uh, that's a lot to make up, especially when you're trying to keep up with an offense like Milwaukee. So I, even if Miami can steal one at home, I, I just don't see too much worry creeping in for the Bucks. just like we talked about with the Celtics. I think they know they're fully in command here. If Giannis is not okay, no reason to rush him back here. They proved in game two they they have enough to beat this Miami team even without Giannis. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think it's just hard to, to for Miami. Maybe Butler mm-hmm. plays to – he has to play at this level so high that it just wears him down. Yep. You know, I, I know we talk about the Sixers and the shop at the Borgata and Bet MGM there. But it's also a New York shop down there too, TG. Mm-hmm. So talk about the game, the result last night, where you were on the book, and then moving forward where you're setting the line for the next game. So it, that was actually a good a good result for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people took the uh, took the Cavs last night. So it was in in the NBA. It was a very good night here uh, overall. So right now the uh, the Knicks for the series uh, you have to lay two dollars uh, for them on the series price uh, take back 165 there on the Cavs um, now again I, the the atmosphere there at Madison Square Garden is, su- is such is such a good spot I mean when playoff basketball at the garden is is tremendous so um, you know the Knicks are going to have again some, some home court advantage there uh, two and a half point favorites right now Um for game four, uh, you are seeing, you know, maybe a straight three out there in the market, but uh, I think uh, you're going to see a little bit more, uh, some Knicks love, uh, at least here uh, for the next game in the betting market here. But uh, that was this year, one series that I was really looking forward to uh, going in. Uh, I thought it, the two teams match up very well, gave a slight edge to Cleveland, but kudos to New York. They, uh, right now, they're kind of in the driver's seat. It'll be a quick turnaround for that series. Go from playing Friday night to now Sunday early afternoon. It'll be 10 a.m. out here on the West Coast for us, the first game of the day tomorrow. How about the Grizzlies and the Lakers? Right now, the Lakers are four-and-a-half-point favorites. That series tied at one apiece there. Dylan Brooks, we talked about how he's kind of poking the bear of LeBron James here. Have the better started to back the Lakers here. Expect them to bounce back after their Game 2 loss. Yeah, pretty evenly back game here at the moment. But uh, uh, John Morant questionable. I, you know, I think the... 
the, the big thing we've seen uh, that's been somewhat surprising is Anthony Davis and his struggles on the offensive end. You know, going into this series with the Grizzlies down two key big men, everyone thought this was going to be time for AD to shine. And on the defensive end, he has. He has four blocks in the first two games. He's altered quite a few more. But offensively, he's not getting what you thought he would. He's averaging 17.5 points uh, on 45% shooting, but he's been dealing with double and triple teams when he gets the ball. And, and this falls now on the rest of the team. You know, Davis needs to find the open man. They need to make the open shots. They're also playing Davis physically even when he doesn't have the ball. Uh, but as you mentioned, of course, you have what appears to be a more motivated LeBron James maybe today. Maybe not the smartest thing to do if you're on the Grizzlies to uh, to kind of come yeah. out there and uh, <laughs> poke them a little bit. Yeah, I mean it makes no sense, right? What is the what is the net gain of what your comments are? Social like, media retweets. Yeah, like seriously, <laughs> and people see your necklace that says DB on it. It looks ridiculous. Like seriously, what is the net gain, TG? It makes no sense. I'm taking LeBron over 29 and a half points. I don't know about you. Well, that's what I mean, and. That, that's what the great ones do, right? You know, LeBron wasn't going to respond to yeah. the media. Uh, so, you know, he's going to let his performance be the response. That's right. Yeah, We'll see it later on this evening. Grizzlies and the Lakers. Lakers right now, four and a half point favorites. Thank you, Thomas Gable. Thanks, we'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy. Thank you, buddy. All right. Thank you, guys. Yeah, send, a, send flowers to Embiidis. You know, we'll be better. <laughs> Come on. That was Thomas Gable, racing sportsbook director over at the board. Guy, I think it's nice to send flowers when yeah. somebody's sick. Maybe chocolates. Let's talk some more He'll NFL eat draft. Can <laughs> see the low blows. <laughs> Lombardi line. We wrap it up next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions Supply, BetMGM, and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Last block, man. This show Last, went fast. It, it flies by, man. It's been a lot of fun here. And the these temperature two hours. in this room is just going down I mean, and down. On, the ice is, growing on the ice. This is a sauna, buddy. This thing is. The temperatures are it's, down. It's only fair that we're both uncomfortable. Subarctic temperature in here. Subarctic. So, yeah. okay. This guy engaging in hyperbole over yeah. here. <laughs> Welcome I mean, back. I've... This is the Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi, Femi Bebfe. We're arguing over the temperature. Uh, we're also talking some betting. We're talking some sports. We're talking some draft here. We had three fun guests on the yeah. show. Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director in the last segment. Thank you to TG. Brian Broaddus, host at 105.3 The Fan down in Dallas, also a former NFL scout. Spent many a years scouting, covering the draft there. He uh, joined us at 7.45 West Coast time, 10.45 East Coast time. And then uh, thank you to Matthew Friedman, director of content at Betting Pros as well. Number one mock drafter. His mock draft, really interesting stuff. He's going to release yeah. the last one either Wednesday night or Thursday And then Thursday update it as morning. it goes. It'll be faster. Yeah. I, think, I think the one that he put out, at least, you know, as I look at it going down to 15, 16, and when I see that, it, it makes sense. And I think what he said that was true, he, he's not trying to hit the specific player for the team. Mm-hmm. That's not the match he's looking for. What he's trying to do is get the right 31 players into the first round mm. and have the order of the positions stacked correctly. So quarterback number one, quarterback number two, running back number one, running back. And I think that's probably as good as you can do because it's so hard to predict the future other than the first pick in Carolina, which is going to get a very good player to a good team. And I think that's our pro tip for today. Yeah, yeah that leads us right into our pro tip. And I think this is the way that you have to attack it with the Carolina Panthers that we discuss here. That you you shouldn't be afraid to play Carolina because they're not your conventional team that's picking at number one. Usually that team is one, two, three, four games at most. Carolina moved up from nine to number one. So this team has a little bit more in the cupboards from a talent perspective here. Maybe consider betting them in the futures market with Bryce Young and the impact that we believe he'll have in year one. I mean, look, go back over their year. I mean, if DJ Moore kept his helmet on against Atlanta. They might win the division. (laughs) If the kid makes the extra point, they win the division, right? If J.C. Horn stays healthy the week before against Detroit and they go down to Tampa, they have Mm -hmm. a corner that can cover Mike Evans. I mean, you know, yes, Tampa won the game, but – Mike Evans made three deep passes against that corner that can't really play. They, the depth of the corner situation hurt him, you know. And so you look at the – I mean, they lost a close game to the Giants, lost a close game to the Cleveland Browns, a 54-yard field goal opening day. They had a mm-hmm. chance to win that game. Baker Mayfield didn't play well in any of the games he started. I mean, so this wasn't a team that was getting blown out in games. This was a good team that didn't get good quarterbacking play. And now you got Frank Wright in there who's going to run the ball like they did last year, you know, and you got a chance to to get build off of that. 
I mean, I just think they're, you know, they, they couldn't play the 49ers and the Bengals destroyed them. But other than that, they were right there in every game. I mean, the Baltimore game, they, they hold Baltimore to 13 points. They have a chance to win that game. They just couldn't get any quarterbacking play. So, you know, I, I think a lot of that. And then Pittsburgh dominated them at late in the year. Pittsburgh was playing better. But mm-hmm. I don't think this is a bad team, but it's a bad division. I don't think Atlanta's great, especially mm-hmm. not defensively, even though they've added some pieces. I don't think Tampa – I think Tampa's going to be a disaster. And so now is it – how good is New Orleans with Carr? We'll see. Yeah. I mean, Baker Mayfield still owes me money for that disaster performance uh, he against was, the Giants. I mean, look, I hope he plays better for Tampa, but I don't know what tape Tampa watched on Baker other than the last half of the fourth quarter of the Raider game. I don't know what tape they watched. Maybe the scarier part is maybe they watched Kyle Trask in practice. Maybe. That's a yeah. good point. That's a good point. <laughs> that could be the and that's for you to say something bad about, oh, boy, that's a, we're making progress. <laughs> See, now we're getting the Twitter Femi coming out. That's what I like. I like when I get Twitter Femi. Oh, uh, man. I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to spread some cheer, man. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I we like we, we talked superlatives. I need a little, we should have a segment, Elliot, of Twitter Femi. Twitter Femi? That's what we need. Just read down my yep. tweets? Yep. We need Twitter Femi We were here. talking about superlatives earlier in the show, and I, yeah. was, I was voted best smile in my senior class. Were you really? Yeah, I was voted best smile because I mean, I'm always a positive guy, smiling, cheerful. I don't like to, to bring people down, you know. But I don't to, think but, it's you know? bringing them down. I think it's being honest. I mean, yeah. if you're an evaluator of talent, you can't be Will Rogers. You can't love everybody. I, I would I would like to love everyone. It'd make for a better league, but that's just not the reality. Let's go back to our GM translator, though, because there's two quarterbacks that we need to break mm-hmm. down here. Okay. The anonymous executives, the anonymous mm-hmm. coaches, the scouts, they always give us good information come draft season. Some call it silly season. Uh, Will Levis, this is from an NFC quarterback coach. Quote, he's got all the tools, but everything's a fastball. He's a little bit different of a different character, but he's smart. The cool thing about his tape is he's under center throwing strike routes. You can see if he gets into a Kubiak Shanahan system, he's done that on tape so he can do it in the NFL. If he can just learn to relax, it's like he's so forced all the time with everything. I think that's a really good evaluation of him. I think really what that scout is saying or NFL quarterback coach is saying, he lacks poise. Mm. And I think you see the lack of poise on tape. I don't know if you can regain the poise. I think the fundamental question that no one has answered on Will Levis yet is why didn't he beat Sean Clifford out? If he is the fifth pick overall in the draft or the fourth pick or the first pick or the second, how could he not beat Sean Clifford out? Don't tell me it was politics. It's not. I mean, he was a highly recruited kid. Like, why did he transfer to Kentucky? Until you give me that answer, I'm going to have a hard time accepting it. It's the same question I kept asking about Trubisky. Why was he sitting behind a quarterback for three years. Why didn't he go to Ohio State as Mr. Ohio? No one answered those questions. It's the same question you got to ask on Levis. Yeah, no, it's a fair question, and I'm not sure what the answers are because it's not like Penn State is devoid of talent. Their recruiting classes are monstrous. They have a bunch of wider – I mean, Jahan Dotson last year was out of Penn State. That's a guy that he could have been throwing the football to. So could have won a national – if, if Levis is as good as everybody claims he is – Penn State should have won a national championship with him at quarterback. 100%. Because they recruit at the Think Ohio State that. level. Think about that. If, yeah. if he was as good as everybody says he is, why didn't Penn State keep him and win a national championship? Because at the end of the day, Penn State was – I mean, they had Mackay Park. I mean, they had some really good they, players. They, they get dudes. They got they're good players, <laughs> yeah. right? And so they were they – were, they couldn't compete with Ohio State and Michigan because they couldn't get quarterback play. I mean, you go talk about Parsons, Saquon Barkley, like Miles Sanders. They get a lot of. We got one more to go here. Let's get Hendon Hooker. This is from an anonymous AFC coordinator. Quote: Fundamentally, 
that Tennessee offense is hard to evaluate because they're kind of a gimmicky deal. So you're watching it thinking his development at this level will be playing in a progression offense, learning how to play within the rhythm and timing of a play, but he's a smooth thrower. He's got a quick release, like all the elements of him throwing the ball. And then an AFC QB coach also noted, quote, it wouldn't shock me if he ended up better than Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. That wouldn't shock me either. Although I will say really? what they're saying here is that the, the, the Art Bryles offense that Josh Heupel runs at Tennessee is hard, and it doesn't translate to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And you're getting an older player. You're getting a great kid. You're getting a great kid. And you're getting a guy who's going to miss a year. So he has a lot of the things that you look for in a quarterback that could show improvement. You can say, okay, Hooker's here, but with his work ethic, he's going to end up down this road. And I think that's what gives him so much applause. I don't disagree. I think if you're going to take one that has a chance, I worry about that offense. It's not rhythmic. Mm -hmm. It's kind of weird. It's funky. The splits, it's the protections. It's very limited. But he's good. He's accurate with the football. He can work the pocket. His eye level is always down the field. Hits don't seem to bother Hooker at all. He gets back up from them. So – We've talked a lot about the Ohio State offense and how that's been a little bit of a detriment to these quarterbacks that have come out of that school. Why aren't we hearing the same about Tennessee? Because people are saying it's gimmicky, but then also they're saying, hey, I like him in the first round. Well, I mean, but they say that they like, they like C.D. Stroud in the first round. He was the number. In fact, we were talking about him being the first overall pick in the draft. No, that's fair. I mean, you know. I guess everything's relative. It hasn't stopped the Ohio State quarterbacks from getting drafted in the first round, whether it's Haskins, Fields, and now it's going to be Stroud. It, but it's a concern. Because, again, anticipation is something you're looking for. The ability to have your arm tied to your feet, that's anticipation. Boom, the ball comes out. Mm -hmm. You're not waiting for the receiver to get open. You're waiting for the receiver to be open. And so you throw him open. That's a hard thing to see on this tape. It's hard to see on, on, on Ohio State tape. Plus, you know, we talk about Alabama having all these great players, but what that scout said is true. I mean, you got three legitimate big-time receivers on that field. I mean, look, when they played Utah in that in that game out in, in the Rose Bowl, I mean, let's face it. I mean, the, they went to the backup receivers. They're better than the starters. Yeah. <laughs> and also, for the Alabama thing, it was like, well, Bryce Young played at Alabama. Those receivers are not as good as the Ohio State guys. I mean, we saw not J- this year they weren't. Jamison Williams couldn't get on the field at Ohio State, went to Bama, was wide receiver. Yep. <laughs> that just goes to show you what they do at Ohio State from a recruiting standpoint at the wide receiver position. That doesn't take the Sixers in the Nets today. Bring out the brooms, baby. 10 98 76er. There we go. <laughs> he's Michael Lombardi. I'm Femi Benfe. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Coming up next, the handle Dave Ross, Matt Brown. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.